Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Exit Row Podcast. This is a place where you can learn about uh, tools, techniques, strategies, and the professionals who can help you to exit your business into a great retirement, a retirement where you exit your business when you want, with the income in your retirement that you want, and a purpose so that you're doing the things you want to do with whom you want to do them when you want to do them. And I am Frank Warren. I'm the Associate Director of Seabrook Wessex Advisors, a South Carolina-based consultancy. And uh, most of our work is with uh, Baby Boomer and Gen X uh, owners of companies in the lower mid-market. And a lower mid-market company has um, generally between $2 million to 200 plus million dollars earnings uh, EBITDA and um, yes and for yes for the uninitiated EBITDA is earnings before uh, income uh, taxation depreciation and amortization Um, and we are uh, in January of 2022 we're still in this this pandemic and um, who knows what uh, Variant of the of the COVID nineteen is going to come next, um, but we were we've learned a lot in, in these uh, these two years. I think back to when um, the when we first started hearing about this about COVID nineteen and its variants, and um, there was a lot of things that we didn't know, and I think there were some things that people that uh, policymakers tried that. Um, um, some have proved, proven successful and some have proven maybe a little bit uncomfortable from uh, a civil liberty standpoint and uh, certainly um, shutting down entire portions of the economy. Uh, not sure that was a great idea. And I, I, from what I've heard uh, uh, the president say, I think that they, they realize that uh, that's probably not something that they want to repeat. Um, in fact, I'm looking across the street from our... Um, from our podcasting studios, uh, our upstate South Carolina podcasting studios, and there is a, um, a empty, very large uh, supermarket. The entire chain was shut down by its parent company, who decided to um, eliminate a couple of brands and zero in on uh, on the ones that had the uh, the greatest potential, which is a good business decision. But unfortunately, it's meant people lost jobs and some elderly people in uh, in the neighborhood around. Our podcasting studios who don't uh, uh, don't have a, a convenient place now to uh, to shop for groceries. Um, but where else has it affected things? It's affected things in the way that we do business. And of course, we uh, at Seabrook Wessex had already been doing a lot of podca- uh, uh, podcasting, a lot of um, uh, video conferencing, and uh, you know, using Zoom and uh, Google Meet and. Um, so it wasn't really that new to us, but it's just that we had to do an awful lot more of it than uh, we'd had to do uh, before. Um, and one of the things that um, that we've noticed with uh, our our clients and prospective clients uh, who um, have had their the way that they're doing business change and also the way that their operations work change. Uh, is that um, uh, some of them are finding out 
that going as virtual as we have may not have been uh, the best thing. You know, we're, we're maybe the pendulum, as they say, is swinging uh, in the other direction. You know, um, I have a 17-year-old child who is a high school student, and <coughs> um, while um, that child was having to do distance uh, e-learning uh, at, uh, at their high school, uh, that child's need for socialization was going unmet. Uh, uh, that child uh, is an only child. There are no other children. And, um, uh, you know, as a result, uh, the uh, social interaction was really, really uh, difficult. And as much fun as they have on their, on their pads, um, on their iPads and, and uh, you know, other tablets and, and their phones, uh, it's not quite the same. Uh, not quite the same as being in the classroom and interacting and uh, you know learning on teams like they like to do these days. Uh, and as a result, um, a lot of learning is having to really be done over. Uh, and, um, and you know, and on that note, businesses are finding some uh, some very uh, very similar experiences. There's a great article in the. Um, uh, March-April edition of uh, 2021 edition from last year, yes, of the Harvard Business Review. Um, and this thing has been sitting around um, in my home for a year, and I, and I hadn't looked at it. And, um, you know, I picked it up uh, day before yesterday and was drawn to this article entitled Designing the Hybrid Office. From Workplace to Culture Space. And it's by, it's by um, Anne-Laurie Fayard, John Weeks, and Mawesh Khan. And um, they, they took a look at what company offices are now going to look like uh, as we're in the pandemic and, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll come out of it. Um, you know, the bean counters and companies were getting really excited because um, uh, you know they they saw the the physical footprint of um, uh, of the companies that they were working with um, uh, having an opportunity to shrink and um, uh, office space uh, costs going down and the costs related to the to that space. <coughs> Pardon me, and. Um, uh, at the same time, uh, commercial real estate brokers were starting to um, uh, starting to uh, get a little bit concerned because they weren't sure what what the nature of their business uh, was actually going to be. Um, I think maybe some of us um, in the in the uh, in the um, uh, course of things. Got uh, got so excited about uh, what we saw as a, a brave new world of uh, doing all the businesses you possibly could by um, uh, on a virtual basis. Um, I mean, it, it, it is exciting. It is an, an interesting idea, but we're finding all the way around that um, there is nothing that can replace. Um, social contact. Um, Yahoo found this out. Yahoo, and I think there was another company that uh, was making some uh, uh, some big use of uh, 
of work from home. But Yahoo had everybody working from home. And then uh, what did they find out? I, in fact, when, uh, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the lady's name who was the CEO at, uh, um, at Yahoo, but, but she changed the policy and she said, everybody's got to come back to work. And I thought, good night, Irene. That's a you know, pretty closed-minded, draconian uh, approach to things. Um, but she she found um, something that um, the um, authors of this article alluded to, and that was that um, that uh, um, productivity um, actually went down, and even worse, not just productivity, but the uh, but innovation in, in terms of process and products and what have you was not happening. Um, it was uh, just severely de- uh, uh, depressed. So uh, I think now, while I criticized her when she did this, uh, I think that she um, really wound up um, making a, a really, really good call. Um, so uh, we're going to talk some more about why uh, that uh, uh, why we need to make some uh, think about how we make changes in this uh, um, in this brave new world and maybe make it a little bit less new uh, and uh, and in fact that's the crux of this article about uh, uh, doing things on a uh, on more of a uh, of a hybrid basis. They did a good job, by the way, of, of defining what the the problem was, and they. Um, uh, the authors of the article said that uh, uh, that while remote work is delivering some some near-term uh, productivity boosts and cost savings, that the longer-term outlook uh, is not so good, um, and that the, the 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 core reason for that is that we uh, as human beings really do require. Uh, a connection, physical connection, uh, to build trust and to um, uh, and um, you know a chance to um, uh, to to interface and exchange ideas. Um, something that we saw around the the water cooler. Um, uh, in fact, I think there was a there was a a, a trend for a while with um, uh, people who allocated space inside companies <coughs> to try to get people not to congregate around water coolers and to, um, uh, and to discourage people from uh, dropping into cubicles of, of co-workers or offices of co-workers uh, and shoot the breeze. And as it's turned out, as these people did a great job in this article of pointing out, um, the um, uh, the there was a, a byproduct of these interactions around the water cooler and uh, and uh, the uh, office doors of um, uh, of collaboration, exchange of ideas, and furthering the mission of organizations. Um, as uh, they pointed out in this article, the International Olympic Committee in uh, Lausanne, Switzerland, um, was um, split up over a number of different uh, uh, buildings, and um, there was no cohesion. Uh, and they solved that problem by um, uh, by getting everybody uh, 
uh, back together, uh, at least on a um, uh, at least on a frequent basis, if not in on a, if not on a physical basis. So, um, so I want to lay that as a predicate for you um, uh, that um, uh, this is a changing environment, uh, and there is a lot of benefit to working from home, but. Um, uh, we don't want to throw out, to use a hackneyed uh, expression, we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. And, um, uh, and as a result, uh, miss opportunities for, um, for collaboration and, uh, uh, and group creativity and relationship building. So I leave you with that. Uh, and please join us for the, uh, for the second uh, episode for this year and uh, we're gonna, gonna uh, do a deeper dive into this idea of, uh, of the hybrid office and why it is still important to um, have people um, uh, in space that they can collaborate in and, um, and thus further the mission of the organization. And the tack that we're gonna wind up taking though ultimately is from an exit planning standpoint, um, how you can use this um, hybrid thinking to increase the value of your company so that when you exit, it will be worth more. So with that and with that little teaser in mind, um, uh, go out there and continue to have fun on the road to world domination. I am Frank Warren for Seabrook Wessex. Have an outstanding day. 